Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Excuse me. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, once again, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. <laughs> Outer uh, Rim? And once again, <laughs> I am back to rescue the show from the the lies, the propaganda that have been spewed last week from one Joe Cahill. Hey, I wasn't alone last week. <laughs> I had a partner in crime celebrating the Empire. Oh, Mm-hmm. Well, you notice it's black and blue in the background there. Those are not exactly Rebel Alliance colors, are they? <laughs> those are those are Death Watch colors. <laughs> oh, so you're so you're a uh, you're one of those. Huh? You're a, you're a uh, keeper of the way, huh? Oh, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> so how many how, how many credits do you get for your little friend? Oh, this this little fella here. Uh that's we're still in negotiations. So, okay, but yeah. but they're they're definitely gonna pay for that little fella. <laughs> I have insider intel. I know what he's worth. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh this is going to be a kind of a different episode today. Um, we have no real exact topic. Uh, tomorrow, for those of us living in the United States, is the Thanksgiving holiday. So I thought for this episode, we would do a, I don't know what you would call it, but we're just going to, you know, just have a discussion, talk about some of the things we love about Star Wars, some of our favorite moments. Uh, whether it be from the movies, the books, the comics, the cart, the animated series, um, any of those things, and just kind of just talk about Star Wars. And we want you guys out there to interact with us. So a couple of ways we can do that. We have our Facebook Live, which I believe Ray is uh, monitoring. Ray and Joe are both monitoring. So mm-hmm. um, if you're over there, you guys... Uh, Put a comment down in the comment box, and we will get to it. Ask us questions, uh, comments, something, uh, memory you have about Star Wars. Also, uh, an even cooler way you can interact with us is right here on Get Vocal. Now, uh, you have to join Get Vocal to do it, but it is absolutely free, and it is really cool, and it even gives you the opportunity to possibly join us on camera and talk with us that way. So just go to getvocal.com, sign up. It takes just a few minutes to do. Um, I mean, we all have done it. That's that's how we're here. And it's just a really cool way for uh, you guys to interact with us and the show. So um, let's get started and... Let's start with you, Ray. What is it about Star Wars that you love? I mean, what is it that really draws you to this franchise? More, I mean, more than anything else. I, I'd have to say it's the credits. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's something just magical about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of combined the best, in my mind, of like this fantasy world of crazy mythological monsters and these knights and all of this and mixed it with sci-fi and westerns and they scrambled it all together and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh yeah, yeah. Um Joe, what about you? I mean, you're you're the you're the person who's been around this since the beginning. So what was it about Star Wars that just captivated you? The Empire. <laughs> the Empire. I mean, order, control. Yeah. Just, the, yeah. just the whole regimented thing. You know, join the military mm-hmm. because of it. Couldn't understand why we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seemed plausible enough. Now, for for a kid in seventh grade back in seventy seven, it was. Uh, and I'd been a sci-fi fan forever. So 
actually getting something new in science fiction mm-hmm. and then having it be so thought out, so well played, and the perfect hero trope following that whole formula perfectly. It was like watching a Greek yeah. myth brought to screen in the future. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the fantastic um, monsters, like Ray said, the you know, the knights were, were the Argonauts, and it was just pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mark? Um, for me, it was all of those things. It was also the the lore of it. I loved, you know, I remember getting, you know, not, you know, reading, you know, reading all the books and then getting the the guide to the to the uh, to the planets, the guide to the ships, um, fight, you know, really diving deep into the mythology of it and the lore. And um, I've always been a big, especially when I was a kid, I was really big into the old World War II warbirds. Um, so I was really drawn to like the X wings and the Tie fighters and the ships and seeing those, and that was always. Um, Always so cool. In fact, there was a time when I could have told you anything you wanted to know about the X-Wing. Like, I could tell you the specs on it down to how fast it could go, what type of engine it had, where it was made, the history of it, and how the, how the Rebel Alliance got it, and everything like that. I could tell you everything about the TIE Fighter. Um, I mean, that was my, my draw to it, was stuff like that, and the, you know, just... They're just fun stories. They're just fun, cool. Um, like you said, there's something magical about it. There's just something, you know, that just draws you in. And, um, you know, no, no matter what, which one of the movies it is, even if I necessarily like the movie that much, um, Seeing that opening crawl still gives me chills. You know, ex- no matter where I'm at, if I'm sitting, if I'm sitting there and I see the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I get start. I'll start to get kind of goosebumps, especially if it's in a theater. Right. You know, that is just one of the coolest things. Um, you know that fanfare's so. coming. It's about to kick oh. this thing off. Yeah, that is one thing that I'm glad that they they they. I think I'd have to watch it again, but I think they did keep the the original fanfare and in, in the uh, on the Disney Plus the for the 20th century because mm-hmm. that was to me growing up that was always part of watching it on the on VH on the old VHS. Before Disney bought it, was the and then the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then into the into the star main Star Wars theme. But that was my Star Wars growing up was hearing that and being like, "Yep, yep, we're just here it comes." Oh, I got to agree with I'm Joe, just... though, too. You know, I was not around in, in that particular era. I, w- I was not privy mm-hmm. to seeing these things firsthand. But when I was introduced to the movies, you look at the movies that were available at the time. You had Star Trek. You had uh, Space Odyssey. Star Wars was kind of its own thing. And it was mm-hmm. just leaps and bounds above the rest in my opinion i mean don't get me wrong yeah. I, I i love a good star trek episode but something about you know you hear that imperial march and you're just see like, it's the imperial yeah. march. <laughs> <laughs> i just you know everything about that like they star wars yeah. right you know star wars just it was new it was fresh it, combining the soundtrack so well with oh, the on-screen yeah. action, uh, mm. it was really one of the first that ever did that. 
Yeah. 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 So that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't what? like super convoluted either with like these super crazy plot twists. I mean, other than Vader, you know, being the dad, but beyond that, yeah. I mean, there wasn't like but, I mean, weird little plot twists that you had to watch for, or, yeah. you know, figuring out why this guy's floating through space, turning back into a fetus, you know, there just wasn't all that craziness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a very, you know, I think we've, we've talked about this before, but yeah, especially the first movie was very straightforward. You knew who the good guys were. You knew who the bad guys were, you know, here's what's going on. And you know, this is how we get, you know, we're going to get to where, where we're, where we're going to go. And even all three movies followed a very simple arc, you know, first, first episode, first movie, you're introduced to all the characters, you know, you kind of get a sense, a small sense of what's going on in the gal in, in this, in this galaxy and who all the main players are. And in the second one, you put them in the worst possible position <laughs> they could possibly find themselves in. And in the third episode, they it all comes back around and they win the day. Well, and you have to remember though, um, Lucas didn't plan on there being any more besides Star Wars seventy seven. Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why it mm -hmm. was not called a New Hope at the time. Uh, it was Star Wars, and that was going to be it. And then it made bazillions of dollars, and the studio said, "Oh, maybe we should make some more of those." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> um, and it also was like Star Trek ahead of its time. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Star Trek introduced Uhura, uh, a female—not only a female, but a black female officer. Yeah, on board a starship bridge. Uh, Star yeah. Wars. Then went ahead and instead of having the oh 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 save me save me princess, the second they rescue her, she takes over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's stronger than the guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, we and we we talked about this before. Yeah. You know, again, we've talked about this before that she was the precursor in many ways to, you know, maybe not. I don't know if precursor would be the right word, but you know, characters like Leia. Ripley from the Aliens movie. Um, uh, you know, I could, you know... Well, and Leia was you know, really the uh, first one in that that long string that, that came yeah, out. Um, That's why it always makes me think of... what You've all seen, I'm sure, the... Uh, what is it? When Discovery came out, the Commander Burnham. Uh, oh, at last, yeah. a, a strong female leader. Then it would show Captain Jade Way and says, Hello. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> and, and then I always thought, well, then it should have one more and say, you know... Leia going hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Because she was the first commander, <laughs> you yeah. know, mm -hmm. that was in charge of everybody. And uh, I mean, yeah. we just saw the good one. They they have the same thing out now for Baby Yoda. Yes, mm -hmm. Baby is cold outside. Yes, um, where where you know it's he, he's all hold my beer at the end of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's uh, it oh. shows Ewoks. We're the cutest thing ever in Star Wars. That it shows. Uh, the little bird things, the porgs, the porgs. porgs. Yeah. No, we're the cutest things ever in Star Wars, and then it's Baby Yoda going, "Hold my beer." Oh, <laughs> my beer, you hold. I say, I say. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, Baby no, Yoda. I thought you're talking about attraction. <laughs> yeah, I thought you're talking about another meme. There's one that's the. Uh, um, it's a little cartoon. It shows the two people starting to sing the uh, "Baby, It's Cold Outside," <laughs> and that it's like the first line of the song that it says, "This is you know, baby, it's cold outside. I really should go." It's like, but your tauntaun will die before it reaches the third marker. <laughs> <laughs> then you see her on the tauntaun. Then I'll see you in hell. I like the uh, um, green child of mine. Oh yeah, oh, yes, <laughs> the Guns and Roses. That one was good. I mean, they, they, people are getting really good out there, and that sounded well. I mean, <laughs> that one sounded yeah. – the, the band who put it out did a real good job of that cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's another thing, the culture that's around it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, 90% of nerds can be nerds with each other and talk Star Wars. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you shouldn't have arguments. You should have just everybody enjoying it and talking about it. Yeah. Every, every fandom has its issues. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's gatekeepers, it's fanboys. It's, I mean, if anybody's going to be a gatekeeper, hello. <laughs> yeah. 77 in the theater the first weekend. So, you know, my parents saw it at the premiere in black tie. So, you know, gatekeeper here. No, it's for everybody. Heck yeah. It's for everybody. And, you know, you can go to any convention and you're going to find Star Wars there. Whether it's a Comic Con, a Science Fiction Con, a Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, um, you're going to find somebody there you can talk with Star Wars. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And we can all make fun of it equally. Right. <laughs> because it's ours. Right. Exactly. No, no, mine. I also love the. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, I think more than any other fandom, really, Star Wars has the biggest diversity. Um, I don't think you can, like, there's a certain stereotype of Star Trek fan. Mm. There's a certain stereotype of a Doctor Who fan. You know, I'm not saying that everyone is like that, but I don't think there is a stereotypical Star Wars fan uh, because they come from all walks of life. They come from all, you know, like when I think of a star of a typical Star Trek fan, I think of someone who's a little bit smarter, a little bit, you know, more into the scientific side of it, or a Star Wars seems to be more broad. Um, and no, I'm going to disagree with you. No. Okay. Uh, I, I think that all the fandoms have pretty broad bases now. Uh, yeah. And and some of that credit I'm going to give to Star Wars for breaking it open because yeah. it said, go ahead and be a geek. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a member of everything. I'm a brown coat. I'm a Whovian. I belong to a Whovian club. I belong to the Star Trek several different Star Trek version fan clubs. I mean, uh, the, the SFI, the, the 30, you know, section 31 fleet uh, all the way around a couple of different ships. I belong to the honor Harrington from the David Weber book series. Uh, you know, so just, you name a fandom, I'm probably joined a club somewhere and, you know, like the ship I'm on, one of the ships I'm on for Star Trek. These are the same guys who, showed up at a renaissance fair in their star trek garb nice and when the reporter stopped them to say what are you doing here they were on an away mission to this primitive planet <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> nice. you know with awesome. their tricorders and <laughs> they look like they're scanning everything and then, the, <laughs> then you know and somebody said you're just here for the women and they said well that too and, you know, next time you find them, it looks like a scene from the original series. Right. With Scotty and where everybody thinks he's the murderer. And they're laying on the rugs on the grass with all the belly dancers around them. These guys in Star Trek outfits. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I've seen that episode. That's the wolf in the fold. And 20, 25 years ago. I don't think Star Trek fans would have made that kind of fun at themselves. Mm, that's true. Um, you know, they were exactly how you described the more cerebral group. The, you know, yeah. Now the, the, they're fun. Now <laughs> it's a lot more yeah. fun. Well, I mean, they were more like what you see with the you know the infamous Saturday Night Live skit with uh, um, Bill Shatner with Kirk. Yeah. With, what was the Shatner, combination the, of that same? Did a life. <laughs> The exact line. What was the combination to your safe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get a life. Uh, well, yeah, and that was the beginning of conventions. Uh, talk about a yeah. difference now. Uh, you know, you can't even have Bill Shatner at a convention and fit everybody in the state in the auditorium. Oh, no. And that's everybody's group. Uh, I mean, same thing yeah. with, with Mark Hamill. I mean, you know, he shows up at a con and it's sold out. Oh, and, yeah. and his tickets mm-hmm. are sold out for any special things he's doing there. 
you know, and, and he's hilarious online. Uh, he, I, that's the other thing is between the two interaction with your fans on social media has gone so far up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of them do it. Both, both of the biggies, Star Trek and Star Wars. And you got Mark Hamill giving people a bet. You hashtag him in something that you're picking on, and he'll be like, no, I don't think so. Or, uh, you know, you've got uh, Patrick Stewart reading Shakespeare to us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just, or his his Western album. You know, Patrick Stewart sings songs of the West. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, these guys make as much fun of themselves now as what we used to mm-hmm. take as geeks in our yeah. younger years. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, avoid the lockers, guys. Avoid the garbage cans. Uh, yeah. You know, especially it's, it's if it's crazy it was that that changed. Yeah. Well, everybody loves you now. I mean, because it's cool to be a geek. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, geekdom became cool. Mm-hmm. And I think we can count a lot of that towards Star Wars. Because Star Wars kicked mm-hmm. it off. I mean, you got, I have to say, Star Wars, followed by then a Star Trek film. Then, you know, we got Indiana Jones, uh, Galactica. It just all, it started a movement. It to, really to, did. To, well, I to think, be a geek. I think before that, before like Star Wars came out, you know, most science fiction was either, like you said, so super cerebral that it was hard to or hard to wrap your mind around, or it was so hokey. Right. I go back you to know, a classic. The special effects were so big classic. Yeah. Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm. Stop and think about actually how cerebral that was. The giant machine, the race destroyed themselves using it because it it brought life to their fears. And you know, that that's a very cerebral film for the 50s. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was no longer your serialized Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon. Yeah. And it stayed that way for quite a while. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you get up to even into the 70s before Star Wars, some of the better 70s, um, Logan's Run. Oh, yeah. Still mm-hmm. extremely cerebral and thought provoking. And, you know, okay, Earth has been destroyed. And, you know, then you had the Omega man and all of those, they weren't built for fun. They were, they were trying to compete with mainline Hollywood films in the drama department. Right. And the Mm -hmm. science fiction was just kind of the backdrop. Yeah. And it became fun. It became fun in 77. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it wasn't all, super serious anymore now it's like oh we're watching a heroic adventure it's got action it's got drama it's got sci-fi like it was all there laid out for you in a nice pretty package with a glowing light well i don't think we can we can we can't discount also the the impact that the effects had on it because like i said before you know you had some movies that had really good effects. You know, I'm thinking, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey. But then you had so many that no matter how good the story might have been, sometimes the effects were just so hokey that you're just like, you know, um, you know, it, it might take you out of it. But then you have Star Wars that combined a, gr- a great fun story with great practical special effects that were groundbreaking. Well, and, and for 20 years and, before that, you had the, yeah. the technology didn't move. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much yeah. the same tech for, for everybody's special effects. You either had mm-hmm. sparklers shooting out the little sparkly stuff out of the guns, or you did it the old-fashioned way where you would go in and score the actual film and then paint the laser bolts in. On every frame, mm-hmm. uh, you know the the when before Star Trek was remastered, and they, you know the copies started getting pretty darn old. And before, you know, they looked great on TV. Then we started getting the better TVs, and you started seeing 
the little square box moving around the shuttlecraft as it moves across <laughs> the street. Yeah. Um, because for all of Star Wars do with practical effects, it was moving beyond the practical effects and into, you know, first generation computer controls and, and blue screens mm -hmm. and that type of work that really started setting it apart. And it kind of caused a technology rush in oh, yeah. movie making to see who could up the next, yeah. you know, who can do the next set better of, of effects. <laughs> right. And, you know, who benefited? All of us nerds. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, well, I, I mean, I'm loving The Mandalorian now. They've moved away yeah. from green screens and blue screens. Yes. With the LED virtual mm -hmm. worlds that are behind them. So the actor mm -hmm. is sitting inside the set. And he yeah. can see everything around him just like we can. Yeah. Uh, that's huge. And you can you can tell on some green screens now. Yeah. It's just too flat. Oh, it's yeah. not enough to mention. That, it, it's three-dimensional. It moves with the cameras, uh, the viewpoints. It's it's really a phenomenal. And if it didn't cost oodles and oodles and oodles and oodles of money, I would want one. Okay, I still want one, but <laughs> my studio is never going to afford one unless I get a Star Wars 77 hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well last battleship, know. man. <clears throat> last battleship, man. Or or even Fifth Legion. Gotta yeah. Talk to you about Legion that one. Got to right. talk to you about that one some. Yeah. If you like, uh, like... sci-fi horror. <laughs> we gotta talk Who to doesn't? Legion. Yeah. Hey, Alien set that up for us. Absolutely. Yeah. said, "Hey, let's mix these two genres together and see if we can make it scary." Mm -hmm. Oh man, as a kid, I was like, "Foul language inserted here." Yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> hey, Luke. Welcome to the yeah. welcome to the channel and get vocals. Good to see you. So, hi, Luke. Quick question: If you're listening right now, we're talking about what we're thankful for in the star wars universe so if you got something go ahead and drop it in the chat so we can talk about it a little bit yeah uh but yeah so bonjour another thing that i really liked about star wars was that the delivery of it was kind of off sometimes like poor timing i think but it actually had some comedy you know you you've <laughs> got these little quips and obviously you got the uh, uh r2 and c3po thing going on and it just it created that. there's a lot of good well you know one studio's got to be kicking themselves back in that day and that was the people who owned the rights to flash gordon <laughs> mm -hmm. because george lucas originally went to them and said i want to make flash gordon and they said, no. So he made Star Wars instead. Well, I mean, good for us, right? Good for us. <laughs> and then, of course, then they tried yeah. to copy that effect with the new Flash Gordon movie, which, you know, did not do well then. Cult classic now. Right. Um, yeah. But And that's happened to a lot of the films. Star Wars 77 to, say, 90, 1990. That were made that were not big box office surprises, but have now become huge cult classics. Mm -hmm. um, and you go back and you watch them and you catch things. Oh, wow, how did I miss that? That was actually a pretty cool Easter egg hidden in there. Right. Uh, and it happens all through Star Wars, of course. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm, I love Easter eggs. Um, Marvel has done a pretty good job of basically copying what the original three did. They set it up, you know, set their origin story, their mid story, yeah. and then their final story. Uh, they spread it out over a lot more episodes, uh, you know, 20 plus versus nine. Right. <laughs> and it took a lot longer for us to get those nine than it did to get the 20. Right. But I'm really hoping whatever they do now they do the reverse marvel took a lot of the ideas on how to do a, a storyline from star wars originally now i think it's time for disney to look the other direction and say okay lucas arts 
which we own, you need to go talk to the people at Marvel mm-hmm. and, cool. and help us get these stories right. Um, I, and I know you totally agree with me, Mark, is out of all the, the post first six episodes, mm-hmm. Rogue One is by far hands oh, yeah. above the rest. Uh, oh, yes. I mean, the story's there. And it's and yeah, it's set in a time we're all more familiar with. Mm-hmm. But it had the story of Star Wars there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I kind of lost that in The Force Awakens. Um, too much of a rehash. Rogue One mm-hmm. was original. Yeah. Force Awakens was A New Hope modernized. Yeah. And they just continued with that mm-hmm. kind of idea all the mm-hmm. way through. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see that. Definitely. So, I mean, as far as finally um, giving me a Star Wars movie that was a pure militaristic, best World War II movie I've ever seen, they scored there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Luke said he's thankful for having a copy of the first three movies before the, all the CGI. So crap. am I. <laughs> um, yes. And a working VCR. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you you can still buy them. To lo- <laughs> yeah, they're pretty to look at on the shelf, but they're better to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and you can yeah. still buy those if you buy yes. them with the DVD burner install. You know, as part of it, right? But yeah. then that's good because then you can make it onto your DVD and you don't have to ruin your tapes. Okay. There you go. There Which you is go. what I've done <laughs> with a lot of things. <laughs> Although I did finally get rid of, like I said, the pirated copy of Empire, um, where halfway through the film, the guy hits the camera and it it swings up to look at the ceiling for like five minutes before he realizes it and puts it back down on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> right in the Hoth battle. You got to love those little mm-hmm. bloopers, though. Yeah. No, no, not in the middle of the Hoth battle, oh. man. <laughs> you can hear these Imperial walkers are on the base. Well, where? <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, I was in England. I didn't get to see those Imperial walkers for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you had uh, the stormtrooper at the beginning that bumps the door coming through. Like that. That's a classic. <laughs> mm, that's a classic. <laughs> or I always liked in in Empire, uh, the first snowtrooper through the doors when they blast onto the base operations. Yeah. Skipping, running through. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you run like a Jawa. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this you know, is where we can have fun. We can go back and make fun of this stuff now. Right. And what oh, yeah. I kind of wish that they had have left in was the the deleted scene where C-3PO is taking him through the base and he leads him to the room that has the, um, the, yeah, wampa. the wampa in it. Like, that was <laughs> such a great deleted scene. They, they need to leave. Uh, yeah. And then those things, I don't know why they never make it back into director's cuts. Yeah. I don't... Or, you know, we should have gotten Luke going to Tashi Station. Oh, yeah. When 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 we re- redid them. That would have made yeah. me extremely happy. Um, mm-hmm. What a way to finally explain Biggs if you hadn't ever read the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's that dude? Oh, that's his best friend. Since when? no i only just met him uh no it couldn't be han would be his best friend by now yeah or that big walking carpet thing (laughs) you know thinking on it though since this is our thanksgiving holiday episode do you think they would have learned from the Christmas holiday episode. <laughs> I was just going to go there too. <laughs> <laughs> and done better with Thanksgiving? Or do you think it would be just as terrible? Just as terrible. <laughs> I, I was going to say, um, you know, unfortunately, Disney never saw that <laughs> <laughs> holiday special yeah. and, and, and then recreated it three times <laughs> solo. <laughs> of course, Awakens of <laughs> the Last Jedi. I'm gonna give Skywalker uh, Rise of Skywalker a pass because uh, it did have more parts in it I liked than the other two. You're right. Uh, yeah. It was more independent of the three. 
as far as storyline went. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Disney, yeah. go back and watch it. <laughs> Kennedy, They're come like, on. <laughs> Disney would, Disney's the kind of company that would be like, oh, you know what? We could turn this holiday special into a mini series. <laughs> <laughs> or Legos. <laughs> <laughs> be like the adventure, adventures of Lumpy. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, seven seasons of Lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's my question: Is Lumpy is Lumpy canon? Uh, <laughs> ah, that's a good question. You know, because he was in an aired. I know Life Day. He is. was in an aired thing. Yeah, but but yeah, but that's the it, question it, is. Even George Lucas himself has said that he would, if he could, he would burn every copy of the holiday special. <laughs> Too late now. It's on YouTube. Yeah. I think I shared it today on our page. <laughs> you can't delete it now. Oh, man. Sorry, everybody. I did share it today on our page. I think it just says you know, it's a link, though. You have to click it. Right. I mean, it, it's great for that cringe value, though. Like, I could watch it knowing how bad it's going to be. Look how old <laughs> it was, though, and I mm-hmm. was like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like, my Eight, mind would have been blown if I had seen that on TV. 83, I'm a senior in high school, and that's the Star Wars they give me after Jedi. I was one year old. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, that's why I have none of this. <laughs> and all of this gray. <laughs> yeah, that's. I should dye this like Imperial Black. Yeah. Get mm. a Grand Admiral's uniform. Wear that here on the show. There you go. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get Mark some uh, Jedi robes or something. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Padawan robes. Get my uh, get him a little Padawan hair thing, yeah. The little, little extension little, hair clip, the little braid. We'll even put some, we'll even put some feathers almost, in it for you. Well, we'll, we'll uh, let you be on the my podcast, hair's but we will not grant you the rank of master. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm working on my uh, Obi Wan Kenobi episode two, um, mullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Luke, Luke says in uh, our little chat that uh, add all the footage that didn't make it into the movie into a Star Wars seven-hour version. <laughs> Do it for all nine of them and then run them from start to finish. Oh, my God. One through nine. Oh. You know yes. what? I bet you it all would make more sense. <laughs> probably. probably. And, and we would actually like mm-hmm. the last three. Seven eight right. nine because we would be exhausted and yeah. punch drunk, yeah, and probably sleeping in. through some of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you could you could record them in that that machete version, and maybe it'd make even more sense. <laughs> oh, now instead of the twentieth century Fox sound, I'm hearing that our now our feature presentation, dun, 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 the seventies drive through. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Don't forget your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Although I saw Star Wars at the drive-in theater back in That's 77 awesome, as well. That was pretty cool against the backdrop of stars. I bet. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what else am I thankful for? Baby Yoda. <laughs> but that doesn't really count towards the movies. Uh-oh. <laughs> Only if the clone works. Right. Right, <laughs> on our side. <laughs> on on our side, we don't need two goody goody baby Yodas. No. no, we already had one too many. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had one too many porgs, like that. Those were you just... know, and Chewie should have just eaten the little guy. He was already skinned and cooked. See that? I mean, if baby Yoda can eat frogs, exactly. He can eat he should have just snatched one up and slim jim that sucker. <laughs> Looked at them all and said, You're next. <laughs> Pointed right. a finger at one. The one that's all crying <laughs> said, You're next, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
no, um, five is not too young for Luke Star Wars. I started that. my mm-hmm. kids at three. No, yeah, Luke, Luke is. Uh, I was about five or six when I saw mine. For it. any anybody who's not uh, watching at this moment, and maybe you're listening to this as the podcast, Luke was saying that he was five when his uncle took him to see it, and. He says seems too young, and we're definitely disagreeing. Five right. is never too young for Star Wars. No, 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 no. 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 I, I think no. my youngest was two when I bought him a uh, little. It was I, a, a mechanical Yoda that taught you how to be a Jedi. My middle daughter was two and a half when I took yeah. her to see Men in Tights at the theater. Robin okay, Hood, Men nice. And I'll tell you, when the <laughs> nice. when the tree comes flying down, the big log and hits all of them, she just went whoa in the middle of the theater, and everybody <laughs> in there lost it. And then she turned to look at me and she goes, "Wow, Dad!" <laughs> and that was about the incident of her vocabulary. Yeah, there you go. But she was yeah. tripping. Uh, but she'd already <laughs> seen Star Wars by then, right? Yeah, so I I, I yeah. trained my my uh, Sith Padawan young, young. Yes, um, although I think my son my daughter was about three. Oh, um, I was about my daughter was about three when we first start um, weaning her off of the mother's milk was, of Star Wars. See, she's six. <laughs> yeah, Bantha's, Bantha's um, milk. Because <laughs> I remember we were getting ready to watch really blue. Force Awakens. Oh, when she was about three? And so she's about three. And we went through and watched all the movies together from one through um, six in order. And she sat there. Um, she was a little bit not really, was this is what I found interesting. Like when the prequels are going on, she come in there and watched every once in a while. But you know, she had the attention span of a three year old, and so she watched her a little bit, then play, you know, start playing around, dancing, until it came to the original original trilogy, and then she was glued to it. Like the prequels, she could you know take it or leave it, but once the original trilogy hit, especially when she saw Yoda, she was just like, bing. <laughs> Glued, glued to it. But nice. she saw Yoda um, in the others. Mm-hmm. So in one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, but, he but was you just know, cooler in those in, yeah. in five and six. He was just cooler. I mean, he was oh, also if funnier. You, if you think about video games, though, like uh, these new modern ones, they're looking so realistic and so good. Who doesn't like to go and and play some Pitfall on Atari? You know, like it, it, it has that effect. Battle zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The old tank game, just, just line uh, graphics. Exactly. So kids these days, you know, they're watching the prequels. They're like, whatever. I see this on a regular basis. But then the original trilogy starts and they're like, oh, this is done in a way that I'm not used to. When did they make these, Dad? These seem pretty mm-hmm. new. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the new way? Uh, wow look dad these have a story um right <laughs> that goes from beginning to end <laughs> it makes sense uh you know yeah. and well i i go ahead oh i don't think we can also discredit the effect that star wars has had on you know, this new, you know, the, the the group of directors and producers and filmmakers that came afterwards that were influenced by Star Wars. The people that saw Star Wars and said, <laughs> I want to make movies. Right. But our guy right there, Joe. Or people who got into the special effects business because they saw Star Wars that wanted to become makeup um, artists, that wanted to become... Our good friend, C. You know, who we did an interview um, with last year, who was doing that yeah. the, the the effects side of the house and just because you know rather tall at six seven or something they needed darth vader for some scenes and they called him upstairs and put him in the costume <laughs> and now you know yeah. he's 
he's one of the guys who have been Darth Vader. Uh, so, Lucky. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but like you're saying, it's 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 inspired such a large group of people mm-hmm. to get into the business or to do their first film and then get out of it right away because they're so disappointed. And it's no yeah. stick to it, stick to it, stick to it. Uh, it wasn't even George Lucas's yeah. first film. Uh, go back and watch THX 1138. Uh, a lot of people say he probably should have quit after that. Um, that student film. But, hey, he didn't. He stuck it out. And we have Star Wars. We have, thanks to him and Spielberg, Indiana Jones, which, ooh, you know, I'm going to change the subject. Do you think? Harrison Ford's getting a little old, long in the tooth to be playing in the Indiana Jones again. Since we're going to get another movie. Uh, it depends on what capacity. I mean, I maybe mean, if we skip to the 90s and he's a souped up wheelchair. <laughs> if if yeah. he's more of a mentor, I could see it working. But if they're going to have him doing dungeon crawls, no. That's, well, that's I think be they killed the whole mentor idea with Crystal Skull. This is true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So that's <laughs> well, <laughs> a good one, Luke. Whatever keeps that's him out good. of the plane. That's a good call. <laughs> we don't have that many good golf courses in California for him to keep landing on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. There it is. Yeah, well, it's not the first time he's done it, so <laughs> you know. Not everybody's cut out to be a pilot. Well, there's certain ages okay. when you can't see anymore. Maybe you should consider not flying. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean that Chewie was actually doing all the flying? I think it was. I think it was Chewie. Do- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Chewie would tell him, okay, you could pull the levers for lights. Yeah. Yeah. You can push that one. And only that one. You run the Nava computer. I'll fly the ship. <laughs> And we know no, we could no. never Chewie was a good friend. He'd never admit to it. He never he was actually he just made it he just made Han think he was flying <laughs> yeah. the plane. Yeah. He made those controls. He's like, You're doing a great job there, Han. <laughs> Look, whenever he pushes a button, the light exactly. changes. <laughs> he thinks he's flying. Yeah. yeah. I owe this guy a life debt. I want to live to repay it. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna fly. Imagine think about that for a second though. How many times did Chewie save Han's skin like his life debt had to have been paid so many times over that i feel like he probably just adopted oh. han as like a pet that he had to keep out of trouble yeah, chewy don't let go <laughs> don't drop me in there with that lando <laughs> starlack looks nasty yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. no no uh if if you watch solo then you know that uh that life debt was paid pretty much uh within the first like hour of having met each other. Oh, yeah. It's like... <laughs> Wookiees, I really don't get your honor code, dude. <laughs> I don't think they get it. <laughs> life debt. Why is it a life debt? <laughs> it should not be for life. That's like a sentence we give to murderers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He saved your life once. <laughs> Well, I guess he saved you from a lifetime of slavery. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, me too. Well, that was li- that. life lifetime of death. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I'm confused by their Chewie currency. Outlived him, so uh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the in the ECU, uh, EU, they killed him. The new, they killed, yeah. They killed Chewie yeah. first. Right. Oh yeah. Um, they dropped uh, the moon well, on him. While we're kind of <laughs> going, um, you know, for me, I've said this before, the books were what really got me back into Star Wars, uh, especially reading the Timothy Zahn novels. And I remember when that ha- when that happened, you know, reading that and hearing, you know, hearing the, re- the reaction and, you know, For the fan base, that was just such a huge deal. I mean, because I mean, at the time we didn't have 
the we didn't have the new movies. We, we didn't have something have, in between movies. You know, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had these books, and then you find out, oh, they're killing off a main character. Like, oh, who could it be? Oh, it's Chewie, and holy crap, he's getting a moon thrown mm-hmm. at him. Um, you know what well, I'll be thankful yeah, for? They have to kill him. Here's what I will be thankful for regarding books. Disney, shame on you. Pay Alan Dean Foster his royalties. He adapted the original Star Wars 77 movie to book form. He wrote the first extended universe book, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and has written many more since then. Just because you bought the company that held his contracts does not mean you got out of them. Pay him his royalties. I will be thankful if you do that. Yes. Yep. That's that's BS. You could more than afford it. Credit where credit is due. Yep. Amen. I mean, if I find out you're gonna you pull the same thing on Tim Zahn, you are not gonna have a happy fan. You don't have a happy fan base now with, with Alan D. Foster. You will have a worse off fan base if you do it to Tim Zahn. Yeah. So sorry about that interruption. I just that's been something that's been bugging me right. for the last couple of weeks since I saw it. And absolutely, that, that, I, I see yeah. you know kind of on a, a different tangent, but same similar thing is uh, Wizards of the Coast is having some issues with that as well, with their uh, the people that took over novelization and stuff. So. I don't know what's going on with that lately with companies, but they need to stop it. That's right. Yes. The, 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 the property just doesn't change because you bought out the other company. Right. That, that author still wrote it. He still created it. It's still his creative work. And you inherit all debts and contracts and assets when you buy a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So... Sounds fair. I mean, that's just good business yeah. sense. Yep. So, Alan Dean Foster, <laughs> War of the Stars support you. Absolutely. Yes. So, Disney, you can try and get us off the air now. That's right. Since we make nothing, you'll get nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, come after me, be like, you come after me for copyright on that comment, I'll be all like, oh, it's parody. There you go. Yeah. It was satire. Yeah, we were being satirical there on that one. <laughs> Mark's going, oh, God, you guys are going to ruin my yes. show. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to lose my show. Damn it. Lose my show. <laughs> you let these guys run the show for one. Well, hour. we thank you all for the all <laughs> watching uh, all watching War of the Stars. We hope you've enjoyed our show for all these four years, three years that we've been on. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately... <laughs> This will be the last episode of War of the Stars. <laughs> As you know it, Ray and Joe will be taking no. extended hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark's like, okay, I'm going to create a different show now, and you two are not invited. <laughs> just for that, we're going to make one that goes the same tight, same time, just to be your competition there, John Mark Tolley. <laughs> I would just I would just join his chats. I would oh, yeah. be in the chat. Oh yeah, just be in the chat. <laughs> it's hey, it's no, the Empire. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my own show. I'm gonna make my own show and it's gonna have blackjack and hookers. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh <laughs> nice bender reference. <laughs> yes. I like it. <laughs> you guys missed my Robocop? Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Nice. You guys need to work on your nerdness. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, what but, a what a show. Yeah, what a show. I think we <laughs> actually pulled fun. it off this with uh, our I lack did. of any kind of scripting. Oh, well, not that we ever use scripts, but sometimes we do have a little bit more scripts? planning involved. Then mm-hmm. we're going to do a Thanksgiving show. And then when <laughs> we get on the air with John Mark before we hit record, <laughs> he goes, yeah, we're going to talk about what you're thankful for in Star Wars. And I'm hitting record. Uh... <laughs> Broadcast now. Uh... John, what? I'm John Mark Tolley, and these two confused-looking individuals behind me are my regular guys, Joe and Ray. are just a bunch of idiots. 
<laughs> and this is me getting back at them for what they did to my show last week. <laughs> yeah. What a Wookiee's for Thanksgiving. Hopefully Jar Jar. <laughs> what the Wookiee? <laughs> oh, uh, man. Porgs. <laughs> Obviously not Porgs. they too yeah. sentimental for that. <laughs> stuff, stuff Porgs. Jar Jar of course. stuff. Uh, if, if you like punny jokes like that, Luke, then you, you'll you appreciate this one is uh, what is the capital city of Kashyyyk? Milwaukee. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. I'll be here. Right. I'll show myself out. Oh my gosh. Thanks for joining us tonight. Remember, this is not my Star Wars. This is not your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. May the force be with you, because John Mark. Hey, Curry, that's with, my line. With jokes like that, this is nobody's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That that was a good dad joke. <laughs> yes. Well, the Empire. I am a dad. I'm glad you're all <laughs> thankful for us this year. We are thankful for you, our citizens. Mm-hmm. And especially I those am. of Alderaan. We really miss you. Uh, <laughs> it's really too bad what those rebels did to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> what brought the employment rate to zero? Yeah, brought the employment rate to zero. It, well, you know, that's what happens when you fly too close to a planet. Darn rebels. <laughs> that's no moon. And then they took out, like we discussed last week, uh. they took out our Imperial Research Station, the Death Star, studying the death of stars. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe there should have been a comma. <laughs> Death Star. No, it doesn't work. No. <laughs> Death Star Research Station. There you go. See? Yeah. That's appropriate. Maybe that Death Maybe that should have been in the stolen research. Uh, the stolen blueprints instead of just Death Star like Whoever made the blueprint shouldn't have shorthanded it. True, true, true. But that <laughs> that would be the rebel spy. All right, that's fair. You know, yeah, who should not have been there anyway, except for that director Krennic messing up. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know, Moff Tarkin took care of that, <laughs> right? And we are definitely thankful for all the Bothans that gave their lives to get us those plans. <laughs> no, not in that one. <laughs> Not that. That wasn't, that wasn't Boffins then. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was Rogue One. They gave up their yeah. lives to get those plans. <laughs> I remember the arguments yeah. when that came out. Mm -hmm. oh. It's like people oh, that was watch cute. the original three again. Many Boffins mm -hmm. died. No, they didn't. Not a one died in that one. I didn't even see one in the crew. <laughs> no. Nope. Budget cuts. They couldn't afford the makeup. Hey, if they can make a Moncal, they can make them yeah. both. <laughs> they they spent it all on the carpeting to make Chewy. Uh, that Ooh. was their budget. <laughs> he wasn't in that one either. <laughs> <laughs> but Chewy did get shorter and fatter by the end of the series. Well, quarantine. <laughs> no, that was a taller and thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're gonna let John Mark Tolly in yeah, the show yeah. here. He's looking impatient. Oh. He's all checking his clock. Like, yeah, that mean, do you want to talk about Sith looks? <laughs> we we need to get he Mark one of them like on the rebel side. That's a Sith. Look. We we need to get him one of those applause signs so that we know when to shut up. He can just turn that on, and we'll be like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get one of those behind you. Say, uh, you may fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this has been a fun show. Um, as we wrap things up here tonight and, you know, thank everyone here for showing up. Um, as we said, um, yeah, if you're watching this on Facebook later on, uh, leave a comment down below. Um, just let us know what your, some of your favorite moments were in Star Wars and uh, drop us a line, which you can do so on our official email address, which is War of the Stars one at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out. That's also our Twitter handle. 
You can also find us on Facebook at War of the Stars for our Facebook group and Facebook page. And Patreon. Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. Uh, we would really appreciate the support. Did we say you can YouTube? hear us wherever? YouTube. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, also, War of the Stars. War of the Stars one. Um, Yes. Anchor and Sorry. all of those great podcasts. Anchor, yes. Wherever fine podcasts are heard, uh, just search War of the Stars, uh, Anchor.fm, Spotify, uh, Google Google Podcast, um, Stitcher. Uh, we are on Pandora, Apple, and we are now officially on the, thanks to our good friend Brian Miller, aka Brian from Accounting, uh, we are on the Star Wars Canon app. Um, link is is link to all the shows are there, and it goes up immediately after being uploaded from here, and it links directly to our anchor page. So that would be, go a long way to helping both shows. Brian is a good friend of the show. Um, check out his show, it's the Star Wars Canon podcast, and um, check out the app. Download the app; it's free on most Android most Android devices and will soon be on iOS here in the spring, I believe he said. So check that out. He's like I said, great guy, great friend of the show. And um you Joe, no. why don't you tell people where they can find you at? Well, real rate? quick, Mark, don't you and Brian have a, a podcast that you do together now? Yes we do. Uh yes we do. Yes. Uh myself, sorry, thank thank you for mentioning that. I got you, uh, myself and Brian and our other host, Melissa Miller. Uh, we host a after show called that was the way, which is we do, we record every Monday and we put that up on YouTube. Uh, go to that was the way 2020 on YouTube and, or just search. That was the way um, you should be able to find it. Spoiler there. Alert. Uh, in fact, I'll put a link. Yes, yes, because we will we will be ta- we do talk pretty big spoilers when we talk uh, the Mandalorian, but um, but yeah, we discussed the previous week's episode, and we just have a lot of fun doing it. So check that out too on YouTube. That was the way twenty twenty, and yeah, okay. Now, Joe, where can people find over you? on Facebook? Joe K Hill, director, producer, or Steamhouse Entertainment. You can also check out some of my movies that we've got working on. Last Battleship, Fifth Legion, uh, Night Mistress that I'm doing with uh, AAA Entertainment and Dream Cinema. Then you can always find us over Steam Entertainment over on Instagram. And I am also on a show with uh, Mr. Ray Rumsey there, uh, which I think our next episode is going to be December 6th called One Crit Blunders. A massive, great D&D campaign with super powerful characters. Ray? And chaos. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I needed to ask you, what was that message about Game of Thrones-style deaths for player characters? Oh, yeah, that. Uh, just ignore that. Um, that was just a test message. Nothing to worry about there. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, uh, as Joe just said, you can see us being crazy and trying to be witty um on one crit blunders you can find me here on war of the stars uh, again with joe and mark being crazy and if you go to facebook instagram or twitter you can find me under leo effects and like with an a not an e a f f e c t s um and then one Crit Blunders is also on Facebook. So you and can Leo find Effects there. is also his, uh, sh- another show he does, not just a bunch of pages. Not just me. Yeah, it's my alter ego and uh, an interview show. Um, Top so definitely on the New York Times bestsellers list? Yeah, yeah we, we're hitting some charts. We're doing some doing some numbers. So I definitely appreciate everybody who listens to that. That's, that's good stuff. And then every Tuesday I play... Uh, shattered dungeon well shattered dawn on a podcast called shattered dungeons and you can watch us doing that live on twitch tv under shattered tabletop games so type that in and you can follow along there and you know that can be found on 
all plethora of podcasting sites. So that's a good time too. Yeah. All right. Back to you, Mark. Cool. Um, well, on a, <laughs> on a, uh, yeah, whichever way. Yeah. Wherever I'm at. Somewhere <laughs> He's around um, here somewhere. Just look. The Obi-Wan one. On a uh, serious note. Um, I want to thank every one of the uh, people that have been listening to the show for uh, since we've been starting and the new, the new people that have been listening, you guys are the reason we do the show each and every week. Um, Absolutely. And we want to thank, thank every one of you. And uh, whether you live in the United States, if you live in the United States, then I wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Everyone else uh, stay safe and have a have a good weekend and just remember that this isn't just my star wars and this is just isn't just your star wars this is our star wars until next week may the force be with you oh no <laughs> long live the empire <laughs>